When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey podcast. Tonight, we have a very special um, conversation coming your way with Rick Lynn. What a great talent this guy is. He has only been doing this for a short amount of time. He has blown up on TikTok over the last couple of weeks with his latest single, 13 Reasons Why. Rick has some new music coming out here in the next couple of days. I wish you and I hope you check that out. Rick is also on his way to Nashville to do a couple of cities and state tour here coming up over the next couple of weeks. So if you're in any of those states, you can find that on Rick's Instagram and all that, all of his social medias and where he'll be. Um, if you can and check that out, do so. This guy is absolutely incredible. Um what a great conversation you're about to hear. I had such a great time talking to Rick and learning about him and his music and his family and, and everything that goes with all of that. And I can't thank him and his wife enough for the, uh, the time and the, and the patience and uh, getting back to me and, and all of the, um, the love and support. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. So Rick, thank you so much. Um, Before I continue with the episode, as always, Thank you to American Grit and Grace, to Rowdy Rhodes, Mitch Max, and Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company. Thank you all so much for everything that you do. And if I keep screwing up names, I apologize. I'm not looking at the names, but I know I didn't, so it's all good. Um, so without further ado, my conversation with Rick Lynn. Hey, man. Hey, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Hanging in there. What's going awesome. on with you? Oh, uh, you know, just living the Sunday dream. Man, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no, no, sir. You know, we got a we got a big game apparently tonight that starts shortly here in the East Coast. So, you know, yes, we'll... sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. We, uh, well, you know, I'm over here in uh, in Central Florida, so you know, it's um. We haven't been doing too hot with our football teams. I'm a Gators fan and a Bucks fan, so. Ooh, yeah, you had a big loss yesterday against Tennessee, huh? Yes, sir. We weren't expecting that one, and here I go. Uh, uh, I'm going to be in Nashville in about three days, so I'm going to have to soak up that one, huh? <laughs> yeah, you are. Oh man, yeah. that's too funny. Yeah, I, you know it's funny because college football for me is way more um, impressive than the NFL. Oh, yeah. um, so I follow college football way closer than I do the NFL. And, you know, I won't even tell you who my team is because it's not anybody, anybody ever wants to root for. So, <laughs> well, hey, to each his own, right? But I'm, I'm the same way, man. Like, uh, I'm, I'm a college team fan because to me, my opinion is when it comes to that, it's like these guys are really trying to make it. You know what I mean? It's uh, they're yeah. not just paid snobs. And I'm not saying the NFL is, you know, but there are there there are some of those and and in that uh, wing over there, but it's, it seems to be that the college guys, you know, they're really trying to get signed. So they go that extra mile, man. Those games are just so much more exciting. There's nothing yeah. like going to a college game and just tailgating all day and then going to a game, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, I can't, I've never actually been to a college game. Uh, oh, man. You know, up here, college football isn't, you know, really anything crazy unless, unless BC has a really good year. Nobody really cares. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, where, where are you actually at? So I live in Massachusetts. I'm about an hour south of Boston. Oh, okay, okay. Well, so okay. and but I'm only like 20 minutes north of Providence, Rhode Island. So it's kind well, it of gets cold up there, huh? Yeah, yeah. We're it's you know within the next couple of weeks it'll start getting unbearable again. Oh man, now I'm looking forward to. I think uh, we looked at the weather in Nashville because I'm actually going on tour. It's a little uh, four state tour with nice. Kendall Tucker um, and. Uh, we are going from Nashville to we're playing Tin Roof in Nashville, and then we're going to Columbus, Ohio, and then we're going to Frankfort, Kentucky, and then we're going to North Carolina. So, but I'm looking forward. I think we looked up at the weather in Nashville, and this upcoming week, it's like 
high 50s, early, low 60s. I'm like, whew, I'm ready yeah. to bust out the denim jacket, man. It's about time. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. A couple, uh, About three years, yeah, three years ago, my wife and I, we did our honeymoon in Nashville. This yeah. Actually, this week, three years ago. And the weather was great. Like, it was perfect. Oh, man, yeah, I love it up there, man. And, you know, and it's funny, my wife and I, um, you know, we go to Nashville, you know, with the music, as, as the music grows, we've been going there a little more often musically related but otherwise besides that just going up there to enjoy nashville in general um you know we went up there probably four times last year and the last time we went up there i believe it was like january and that's when they had that big snowstorm we missed it by like two days and it got down to like 10 degrees which is great i love you know i love short stints of really nice cold weather obviously i wouldn't want to live in it forever but yeah no it sucks yeah they ended up getting all that weather so we're like oh we just missed that we were kind of bummed out we didn't get to see snow but at the same time i don't know if i would have wanted to be snowed in at nashville it kind of takes a right. long away from it you know yeah absolutely you know for us it's you know we've gotten to that point where you know we have three younger kids yep. so we're just we can't wait for them to be on their own so that we can move south because this the winters up here are just getting worse and worse yeah i mean you know i you know everybody as everything kind of blossoms everybody's like you know uh, why don't you move to nashville i'm like you know i love visiting there it's not like i really want to live there that's like the whole country star the, the country singer songwriter's dream but this <laughs> is how i feel about nashville right so in my opinion if you are a decent singer songwriter uh, and you have any kind of talent, you are far better off trying to make a following in your own town, stand out in your own county. Because the problem with Nashville is, which you know, and anybody who's in the industry knows, you, I don't care how talented you are, you could throw a rock and hit five people that are more talented than you that'll yep. never make it because they're stuck in that Nashville circle, you know, that Nashville 100 circle. But the people that make your like coffee in the morning will rock your socks off that night at a little dive bar in Nashville and you go, it, it's super humbling as a musician, you know, as, as a regular person, I say like we're any different than anybody else, but <laughs> as just a person that goes to enjoy the music, you enjoy it to like the most satisfactory results. Right. But as you go as a musician, it is super humbling and depressing at the same time of how amazing people are, you know, uh, up in Nashville, man. And, and, and I get it, you know, that's why people go because it's like you surround yourself with the best talent in the world. You are probably going to become more talented. You know, that's how it goes. You hang out with rich people. You probably won't be broke your whole life. You know what right. I mean? It's just, that's how it goes, you know? So I understand right. it, but uh, it, it's humbling for sure. Yeah. You know, and it's funny you say that because I, I try to bring up the whole Nashville thing somehow, some way in these conversations with people that aren't living there and aren't, living that Nashville lifestyle mm -hmm. and everybody, everybody I've talked to says the exact same thing you just did. Yeah. Well, it's, it's true. Uh, uh, I always say this, you know, um, take, take your finger and you put it on your hometown in a map. Okay. And then go out in like a circumference of 250 miles. If, if you can get a, a decent sized following in that 250 miles and you can get known, then you're doing good. But if you can't even pull that off, then how are you supposed to become nationally known or worldwide, you know, because right. that's a big test, you know, because nobody stands out in Nashville. The pool is just so saturated with amazing yeah. talent. You know, you don't stand out there unless you're a Chris Stapleton or, or Luke Combs or somebody who's completely a hundred percent different than yeah. what we already have in, in the industry, you know? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You know, it's, it's crazy. And then, you know, and then you have, you know, all of these different social media avenues, which mm -hmm. obviously we're going to talk about because this is how you and I got into contact. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you have things like TikTok and all of these things where, you know, somebody like you can literally explode overnight. Yeah, yeah. You know, so if you, if you don't mind, take me through that a little bit because, I mean, you've had a career before, you know, TikTok. Yeah. You know, it's funny. It, well, it's funny with TikTok because I avoided TikTok with a hard passion for a long time, you know, because when you think TikTok, you think of trending dances, you think of yeah. pranks, you think of guys biting their lip, lip syncing to Justin Bieber songs. You know? <laughs> so as a country artist, I wanted no part of that. And a lot of the guys in in my circle that are singer songwriters or artists themselves, they shy away from it too. And it's kind of funny because a couple of them have made TikTok since my videos started going, I don't want to call them viral, but you know, <laughs> at least started getting big numbers in a short amount of time. And uh, so uh, long of the short, man, is I just uh, 
so I don't know if you ever heard the song um, that I did with a rapper around here called Burden. Um, he's pretty big on TikTok. He did that song called F Biden that got like 5 million views. Uh, he yeah. went viral. Well, I know him. We're from the same county here. I've actually been friends with him for a long time. And he's a really talented rapper. And he contacted me one day. And he's like, hey, man, you know, because of word around town, anytime we are in the same spots and everybody knows we're all about music, it's always been that, hey, Burden's been wanting to do a country song or at least have somebody on a country hook that's a country singer. So it was always in our circle going, you guys should work together. Well, we just kind of blew it off, blew it off. You know, I wasn't going to go after him. He wasn't going to go after me. Um, finally, he did reach out to me and he said, hey, man, um, let's do a song together. Let's do something different. We're both from the same hometown and let's do it. So I said, all right, awesome. That'd be cool. You know, he's got a pretty big platform, a lot of followers. So I said, it can't do anything but help, you know. So um, kind of takes me into a rabbit hole doing that because I've done a couple which I haven't released yet, but I've done a couple hooks for, uh, you know, rappers that kind of wanted to go on that, that, uh, that kind of Florida Georgia line Nelly kind of thing that's selling yeah. really big right now. And there's some pretty big names that I'm doing stuff with, with a lot, a lot of, I mean like three to 5 million subscribers on YouTube. So that's, that's awesome. going to be pretty big coming out. But anyways, I'm getting off topic. So we, we, uh, we did the song together. So we recorded it and then he goes, you know, have you ever thought about TikTok? I said, yeah, I just don't know, man. I don't know if it's for me. And he goes, listen, dude, it is the biggest tool you can have as an independent artist because you don't have to have subscribers to view your content. You don't have to have a certain founded algorithm to actually see your content be shown in front of millions and millions of people. So, you know, I kind of uh, I'm, I'm like, all right, well, let me try it. So I, I get one. Uh, you know, and my first goal was to get a hundred followers. Um, you know, I was like, all right, let me get a hundred followers. See how I could do. I posted some videos and I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just kind of taking some of my songs and doing an album art and then just letting it play. Well, that was the wrong thing to do. And now that I've learned how to use TikTok, it is, it's very big on capturing the viewer as they're scrolling, you know, because it's super easy to just swipe up get away right. from that video you know you have to in that first couple of seconds whether it be your hashtag or your your uh, caption that you put in or your beginning cover art for that video you have to capture that viewer in order to stay on that video i mean because everybody has it's like nobody has any time any day anymore right, you know? right. everybody's so busy so they don't want to spend those couple of minutes so i ended up signing up for it um i worked on 100 followers um, and I made some videos and I wasn't getting a lot of success. And Burden was actually a pretty big helper because he, he had a couple multiple ones that had 70, 80,000 followers. And he's like, this is what you need to do. You need to start making videos. And when you start making music videos, you just put clips of those. So I started out doing the clip of the very first music video I did with him. It was his song, but at least my part of the vid the video, the hook, you know, the course. And so I did that and it started getting, you know, I think I saw like one time I had like almost 700 views on one of them, you know, and certain times in TikTok is very viewable. And there's other times where there's not a lot of people, you know, during work. So I started figuring out what times of day that I needed to post. So as I figured that out, I'm like, all right, you know, this, this is cool. And I finally got to a hundred. I'm like, man, this is slow. I've had it for, you know, like a month and only a hundred followers. And I see like all these guys on TikTok and they have like 10,000, 50,000. I'm like, how do I get to that? Right. So um, to be honest, man, like, so when I record, when Kendall and I recorded the video for 13 reasons why I was like, okay, well, let me do a little teaser video, which I posted on there. And I got some good response from that. But then I decided, Hey, let me do the hook of the song. Because to me, that was the most important part. Well, not the most important part of the song, but the catchiest part. So I did a video of that uh, actual clip of the music video and it just took off, man. So I actually clicked TikTok, you know, cause I'm used when you don't have a big TikTok, you're used to logging into tiktok and maybe see two notifications maybe you get excited if it's like 12 yeah. so i clicked yeah. on uh, one day and it said 99 plus i'm like whoa what happened you know like i had like 500 followers at this time you know I, I was decent it was going up every day i'd get a couple followers so i had 550 followers and then i see 99 plus notifications so i open it up and i see the video that i had that day that had like 200 views had like 6,000 overnight i'm like whoa and so th this was like really early in the day so i'm like whoa this is cool and i went from like 500 to a thousand followers i'm like wow dude so i ended up going live on my facebook i said hey guys you know i just got like five thousand views overnight and you know that's exciting for me and so uh uh i i got some people to uh watch that and then honestly man that day is when it went like i guess you call it semi-viral it got 150,000 streams in one day 
Um, and I gained like 10,000 followers overnight. Um, so, it, uh, but that, so that being the part of TikTok, also why I say that is because TikTok literally helps all of your numbers. I mean, overnight, or I guess you'd say during the day, um, I ended up gaining, you know, 10,000 followers. I gained, um, probably like 200 follows on Instagram, you know, um, a bunch of likes on my Facebook. And then the, the actual video on YouTube started going up big time. You know, I think I, I had like 1500 streams that day on the video, you know, and being an independent artist, I never really took it too serious YouTube, which I'll tell anybody that listens to this podcast. If you are an independent artist, videos, videos, videos. And I'm learning that the hard way. Don't learn from my mistakes. I put some <laughs> quality music out there, man. And nobody hears it. But the problem is, is everybody's so visual these days. It is yeah. so worth making a music video when you release a song. If you really think your song is that good, then spend the time and the money and make it a music video as well. Because that is going to take your song 50 times further than it would be if you just had an mp3 or, or a wave file track that you released to spotify or apple music or anything like that so um that's the best thing i could say for that so yeah it went up like crazy you know the video's climbing steadily and then i look and there's like all these reaction channels reacting to it which puts you on another platform for their fans i think we had buddha slim he's got 130,000 subscribers on youtube he did it and that you know that helped a lot too so it went in so um, my Spotify numbers went from like, I don't know, hundred monthly listeners to now I'm at 2000 monthly listeners within two weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the numbers just, they went up exponentially, you know what I mean? So, and it climbs every single day because as you get known and more people share your stuff, it's like, it's, it's a, it's a vicious circle, you know, it's like an engine that starts lubing itself because it just continues to grow by itself. You don't have to push as hard as you were. And not that I'm anybody, you know, I, I'm still a small independent artist, but the difference I've seen in a very, very short amount of time. You got to think, man, I've only been putting out music like like for people to hear for six months, you know, and I'm Damn. getting numbers that I got offered a, a record label from a, a record company out of Nashville called SSM Records. And uh, after they saw some of this stuff, they offered me a uh, artist development record deal. And, you know, I, as an independent artist, that's always exciting. You're like, oh, a record label wants me, you know, this and that. So I went over and I talked to my wife. We went over the thing, you know, the the details of contract and it just ended up not working out because they wanted to put a bunch of money down, but then they wanted that money to be returned pretty quickly, you know, within yeah. like a year, year and a half or something. And, uh, and I, you know, I did some research and that's not a big deal, but I did some research and the numbers that this, this record company were producing for their artists weren't that impressive to me. I mean, I think like their top grossing artist has like 2,500 monthly listeners on Spotify. I'm almost to that. And I've done it all myself. So it's like, right. why am I going to pay a company thousands and thousands of dollars to do this when I'm doing it myself and I'm already getting better numbers than pretty much everybody on their label, you know? So I turned that down and, uh, and I just remained, uh, I'm remaining independent for a while, man. I'm not, I'm doing pretty good with doing it myself. Um, I have a good team behind me of people. I have a, a whole band, so we're doing the tour thing. And, uh, and you know, now I'm getting, I'm getting to get on other platforms. Look, you know, I'm talking to you and you have a great platform. So it's, it's a blessing, man. It really is. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because, you know, going back to, you know, the TikTok thing, you know, because it's been about two weeks now since I reached out to you originally. Yeah, yeah. And the night I saw it, you know, I'm sitting on the couch and I'm flipping through my my podcast um, TikTok because my personal TikTok wouldn't see the things I want to see for what I'm doing. Yeah. And, you know, I stop and I get onto yours and my wife's sitting next to me and she's like, who's that? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I like it. Yeah, and, I'm, yeah. and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to reach out and see what the hell's going on. And yeah, man. I'm glad you, you did. Know, yeah, me too. Because, you know, I, you were doing something and then your wife was, you know, sweet enough to reach back out to me to let me know that, you know, everybody was interested and that, you know, all the all the wheels would start to move. And, you know, I'm really glad they did. Yeah, man. That's a huge thing is having a support system. My wife's great, man. She's uh, She's been She's been there since day one. You know, she's she's one of the main reasons that I even did this. Uh, you know, I played on a couch and I, I played at many weddings. I played for friends. I was that guy around a bonfire. Everybody wanted to play the guitar and sing. And But yeah. I, I got asked, I can't even tell you how many times, man, you got to do this for real. You're going to take this on for real. And I just blow it off. You know, I'm like, ah, you know, I don't want it to be a job. I, I like I like playing for people. I like that people enjoy the songs that I write because I've always been a singer songwriter. I'm not much of a cover artist. I have. Yeah 
hundreds and hundreds of original songs. And that's just how I do music. I like to tell my story and I like to tell other stories through music. And, uh, you know, so I just kind of never really knew what to do with it. You know, it's easy to put a cover on on social media that everybody knows. But how do you put your own songs out there and make people actually like them? You know, so luckily, like I said, I'm going on tour with Kendall. He was a big help with me. Uh, he had a platform already, you know, and uh, he played some big shows. He got me on my first couple shows. And that's a lot of the reason why I put him on 13 Reasons Why, because I knew this song. We've got a lot of attention with the song, man. We actually were just featured in Music Mayhem magazine for that, which I didn't even know. A couple people like reached out and shared it. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I didn't even know it was on there, you know. And then we, it got played in Jacksonville up here on the radio. Had a couple recordings, got played in Valdosta on the radio, Miami. It's been played in like seven or eight different states that I know of um, on the radio over there, you know, radio stations that let independent artists be heard. So right. it's a blessing, you know. And I put Kendall on this song because I knew what we we had the same beliefs in this song when i wrote it and i knew it meant something and i knew he was the right guy to be put on it you know a lot of people ask me well why didn't you put somebody bigger um you know like a huge artist that just automatically could have been put on to hundreds of thousands of uh followers on the stream on their platform i said that but that it wouldn't have made the song the same you know what i mean i i know right. personally he's a great guy we have the same values he's very family-based he's christian as as am i and we both had a very strong belief about this message we had in this song that we wanted it to be heard and written a certain way so i think it turned out exactly the way it was supposed to you know what i mean so yeah you know it, it's a great song and you know the turnaround time that obviously had to have had you know been possible is is astonishing based on the yeah. quality of the song and you know from from the unfortunate yeah. events that led to the song to, to now has only been what, eight weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, believe it or not, man. So we did a, uh, we did an interview with a local newspaper here. We made front page on it. It's pretty cool. Um, and it, you know, it's like, everybody's like, Oh man, mom, I made the newspaper. It's not in the who's in jail section for once, you know, <laughs> but uh, Florida, Florida, man. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so that was an honor, man. So I got to go into the stores and see my picture on the front page for the song. And uh, they asked us that very same question, man. They said, uh, you know, what was the turnaround? And, you know, being in an industry. Um, so our local studio that Kendall and I both use that he in introduced me to is called Brick Studio. A, a good friend of our name, Randy. Um, he is uh, he he's an amazing engineer, man. And he's also an amazing artist himself. That guy is one of the most talented people I know. Like he can go and make a hit reggae song and sing on it. And then he can go make a hit like pop song and then a hit country song. And it's all him. The guy yeah. is a unicorn when it comes to like the talents he has in this industry. So he's the best person to really record with, you know, and, and besides the fact he owns a, an amazing studio, it's local here. He, he's great pricing when it comes to letting artists, independent artists get their songs heard. I've turned many people onto him and they've made some great music. And one of the rule of thumbs though, is, is as you would know, being in this industry is as an artist, you never record a song and then release it right away because right. you just don't know how your mind will change. And then you, you sit on that song, you record it for yourself, you know, you get it on mix unmastered. So you're not spending a ton of money on the track itself until you really know what you want. But the, the thing is with this song is I wrote this song in two hours, Kendall. I said, Kendall, I left an open verse for you. I want you to do the verse. He wrote it in 10 minutes and sent it back to me. So we had a complete song within two and a half hours. And then the next day, this was a Sunday that I sent it to him. The next day we booked it on Monday. Randy made a bunch of adjustments to his schedule so we could get in there because he believed in the song. We recorded it and I dropped it Monday night. And made wow. it. So it was two days that that song was written, produced instruments, recorded and released live. You know what I mean? So it, uh, it was pretty crazy, but it's like we told the, the newspaper, when you're passionate, really passionate about a song, it just flows out of you, man. And this was one of those ones that just really came out of me, you know, and I, I have a lot of songs that I, I'm very proud of writing, but this one, you know, it was, it wasn't necessarily that I was so proud of the way it turned out. It was right. just the message we got out there, I think couldn't have been much better than what we did. You know, it, even looking back at it now, almost two and a half weeks later, when we released it, there's not a lot I would change about that song. If anything, you know, it turned out the way it was supposed to. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's one of those songs to me. It's, you know, it's, it, there's so many words I want to, I want to throw out there that, you know, it's just so, I feel like it's a song that we kind of needed at the time and still need, you know, even 
you know, all this time, at, not all this time, but, you know, all these days after everything had happened, you know, because we had, you know, un, you know, unfortunately, one of the, uh, one of the fallen was from our area up here. And, you know, it, it, it lasted, you know, up until really last week, I think they buried her, you know, and it's like, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's, it's just crazy on how, you know, these things, they take time, but, you know, the art is just so quick and it's so poignant and it you know you I think you did a really nice job with the song and you 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 could have really you know made it a political statement and it oh, wasn't of you, yeah yeah no you know, I, I agree 100 percent, man and we didn't want that um you know th there's a lot of artists out there that want to do that to really trigger the alg algorithms of yeah. what is trending and it wasn't necessarily that okay I can't be I can't be completely oblivious to the fact, obviously, that it was the right time to drop. And it was very timely that we did because you, this is a business. You know what I mean? And this business accepts very trendy things at a certain times. But we also knew coming into this with this song, we were not going to profit in any way. Not one cent is going towards us. We were, do were donating everything to the family. So we really did it to be able to maximize the profits we could make to those families so that right. that was big and important for us and the other thing about it though is we just felt that the big names and the artists being choked by a lot of record labels and how they are so politically choked and driven back with a foot on their throat that they can't come out with songs like this so it's up to us as independent artists to that don't have that hold back on us that we can release and say these things that everybody thinks that want to be put in the songs that want to be put on a bigger platform that they can't hear from these their favorite artists and it's our responsibility at least i feel that if i have something on my mind and i have the platform to do it and i have the resources to make it happen then i'd be doing a disservice to myself and all of my fan base to not do it you know and yeah. that's 100 percent correct what you said i could have made it very political you know it it's very easy to do that, but we, we didn't want to make it about that because when I make it political, I'm putting my opinion into it. And right. I didn't want to do that with this, with this song. I wanted to honor the people that fallen and not only the 13 that fallen, but we fought. That's why we did it in the, in the uh, Chiefland national cemetery, because this isn't just about, and I've gotten, there's been thousands of comments am, amongst all of the social platforms. Most of them are positive, but you will get those people that are like, well, what about the other people that die every day? And, and, in no certain shape or form am I taking it away from that. I think the song really gravitates towards all of our fallen, you know, veterans and, and people that died in service because every person counts. It, it wasn't those 13 people dying that makes our country what it is. It's been the millions of people over hundreds of years that have died that make our country what it is, you know? So that's, this is a tribute to everyone, not just the 13. I know it's, the 13 that we're talking about, but they, it just happened to be what I felt like I should say about these 13 people that died, you know, and their families. And it, and it was amazing, you know, cause we've had eight of the families reach out to us now that have heard it, that absolutely love it. And, and that was my first goal, man. My first goal was to get the families to hear a song, knowing that us as America, us as artists are hurting with them and that we want them to know that they're not alone in this and that we feel what their children did and, and their family members, you know, we know that there's been brothers and sisters and, and sons and daughters lost, you know, and, and there's parents and siblings that are having this huge heartbreak and this void that they need filled. And I, I, my goal was to just help with, even if it was three and a half minutes to just know, Hey, we're here with you kind of thing. You know what I mean? And, uh, and I think it's, it's been doing that, man, you know, uh, and it's still got a lot of room to grow, but it is, it's still growing. So, you know, can't complain. <laughs> right. No. And you know, it I, I can't, you know, I wanted to say this to you so badly because, you know, I can't tell you over my, you know, lifetime, how many bands and artists I follow and, you know, have loved their music. And then they start with their, you know, preachy political bullshit and yeah. all that. And it like, it really, you know, for me, you know, I have a degree in political science and it turns me off, you know, where it's like, well, you know I, what you're talking about. The rest of us don't. So <laughs> well, I, 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 I wouldn't say that, you know, because my <laughs> views and thoughts on things have really kind of ebbed and flowed over my years oh. because, you know, I see how it, how, what the reality is, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, you know, I can't stand when, you know, and I know, you know who these people are where they get oh, yeah. on their 
social media platforms and go on a diatribe about whatever, you know, whatever side of the aisle it is. And it's like, just, you know, you can do this in a different kind of way where you get your point across, but, you know, you don't have to take a side, you know, and I think more people want to hear that, you know. Yeah, we're all different, man. We all, you know, it's like, okay, so I have the Marine rapper uh, as a guy that I know I'm a good friend with. We have a track coming out soon. He's got a huge following and he's actually a, a retired Marine. Well, he, he makes this, uh, this metaphor all the time that really makes a lot of sense. So he goes, you know, if we go out to an ice cream shop, he goes, what kind of ice cream are you going to get? I'm, I'm like, well, I'm a chocolate lover. You know, he goes, okay, that's cool. He goes, well, I like butterscotch ice cream. And he goes, and if we go out with another one of our buddies, and they get strawberry ice cream. He goes, am I going to leave the ice cream shop because you got strawberry or right. you got chocolate and he got strawberry? No, I'm just going to go, okay, that's what the kind of ice cream they like. He goes, so why is it so different with politics that if we like one side of the aisle or the other person likes the other side, why do we hate each other over that? Right. Because I don't know. It, shouldn't, it shouldn't matter that much. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and that's how I feel. You know, I, I'm not going to push my political agenda because it's just that it's my political agenda. And I'm not going to be able, I mean, maybe I can convince people or, or sway somebody because they like my music. So they, they tend to listen to what I say, but that's not what my, my goal is. I don't want to sway anybody on anything. You know, I just want to make good music that people enjoy listening to when they turn on their car and they want to drive on a road trip. You know what I mean? That they, yeah. My goal is to make a, a album. You know, I have an album coming out, but an album that you can hit play and you don't have to skip past songs. That's my right. goal, you know, and that's yeah, and never going to happen. Obviously, <laughs> Everybody has the, those songs that aren't as good as the next. But, you know, as long as you strive for that and you continue putting out positivity and quality music, I just don't see if there's a way to lose. You may not make it to where Morgan Wallen's at, but you may make a very you can make a living off music. And to me, that's winning. You know what I mean? Right. So. Exactly. Speaking of taking the political threshold and squeezing it to death um, with Morgan Wallen, but yeah. that's a whole, we could we could go on for days. <laughs> we <that>. could. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so so with this album that's coming out, when is that slated to arrive? I'm guessing next um, year at well, this point. No, no. Uh, believe Ooh. it or not, so it's probably going to be more of an EP. I have enough for okay. a full album, but I I've come to find and through advice artists that I'm in contact with um, as an independent artist until you get a bigger following it's not the smartest thing to release a full-length album because songs get lost in the wash uh, yeah I feel in others feel that I've taken advice from um, that if you are going to push songs as an independent artist you should really focus on each song individually and really market it push it, make a music video for it and get the most exposure for that song. If I were to release 10 songs and say six of them are really good and four of them are just okay. Now I'm going to lose a lot of time in those songs that people will think are just okay because they're going to focus on the other six songs on the album to where now these other songs aren't really getting a lot of streams. Um, But I feel like if you really have an okay song or just a good song and you really market it like crazy people will still stream it because you've put the time and energy into it so they're going to put the time and energy into at least listening to it you know what i mean whether they hit the replay button or not i don't know you know but at least they're going to stream it instead of skipping over it going ah you know he's got 10 songs let me just i don't really like the way this one begins let me just skip past it you know what i mean so I found that to be true. And a lot of, and I'm blessed, man. And I hate that hashtag blessed. Everybody says that, right? but it's, <laughs> I, I feel very lucky. Let's say that I have very, I have a pretty small circle and most of the guys in my circle have been kind of doing this a while. So I'm getting to skip a lot of the footwork and legwork of doing the wrong things by having their advice. You know, I've, yeah. I've, I've jumped a lot further in six months than most artists do in three years. And, awesome. and I, and I know that, you know, I don't look past that fact at all, you know, and it's not me bragging going, Oh, look where I'm at in six months. No, it's because I know the right moves to make because you know, man, there, everybody's talented. Everybody has a little bit of talent, whether it's painting or whether it's, you know, detailing a car to where there's nothing on the paint job or it's music. Everybody has talent, but it's about who, you know, and how you market your talent. That really makes the difference. You know, what, what is different about you that hasn't been seen 800 million other times? And you have to capitalize on that. So all I'm trying to do is with country music, if you've listened to all my music, which I'm sure you have, I 
love country music, but I do something that's different with it. I add a little more modern edge. I add those kind of vocal differences and details that you don't hear these days, you know, and I think it stands out because I'm still true to the country lyricism that I have. I'm still true to the country lifestyle I've lived and my, and what I say in my songs that anybody that lives in the country or anywhere else can relate to. But I also bring in that kind of, I don't want to call it pop country, but I'm not, I know what it is. You know, I'm not a very right. twangy person as you, as you listen to me, I'm not a, Hey man, what you doing? You know, I'm not going <laughs> to pretend to be that because that's fake. So I'm going to do the type of country music that I would enjoy listening to, but also it's true to me, but that's not making a fake facade of who I am. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, did you grow up in Florida? So is Florida all home, always be home? Um, I did actually, but I was born in Michigan, uh, and at two years old, I moved down to Florida. Um, and I've been, I lived in South Florida, like by Clearwater beach, you know, um, until I went through high school and I believe it or not. So I did this, a radio interview for Valdosta and we went kind of through this. Um, I was in metal music for a long time, man. I was a metal guitar player, you know, metal, metal music was my forte, my forte, man. And, uh, and it kind of leaks bleeds over into my music now because if you realize the music I do is a lot of rock and roll country, like a Jason yeah. Aldean style, a lot of a heavy driven guitar, not super twangy, but has the country vibe to it. But it, that's what I love. I love rock and roll and I love country music. So I try to bring it together in my songs. Um, but yeah, so I was in a, a metal band. We actually got signed by a company called Rise Records. Um, we toured for a little while. We played, uh, you know, the uh, Vans Warp Tour two years in a row, um, you know, and then I just kind of realized after I started growing up a little bit, that music wasn't really going to sell, you know, at, at 19 years old, it's great when you play those shows, but as you're getting your twenties, like you can't even understand the words, you know, <laughs> you know, and I've always, but the whole time that I say that my dad's lived up in Citrus County where I'm at now. And I listen to country and I grew up on all the greats, you know, and, and you do the name drops as always It's George Jones, George Strait, you know, all those guys that everybody says, but it's true. Those guys founded what we have is country i'm a huge huge johnny cash fan man yeah i'm not saying that to be cliche but i've listened to every one of his albums i love that guy i love what he did and uh yeah. and i've listened to him my whole life you know and um so i went from that and i really always loved country i had a deep-rooted love for country so i always wanted to sing it i always saw myself singing country music man and uh and i'm glad i'm at where i, I am you know it's people that i haven't seen in a long time go man you're this big country guy now, but we never saw that happen. I'm like, yeah, but you just really didn't know me that well because I, right after I was listening to that metal, I was putting on Kenny Chesney or, or Tim yeah. McGraw and I was jamming to that, you know, it's. Yeah, absolutely. So. You know, and it's fascinating, you know, cause for like, for me, I was, I was in that same boat, you know, in high school and all that where, you know, it was metal, it was Ozfest every year and, yep. you know, all that. And then like, for me like as i got older and started to do more things and have a family and all that like country music really is what you know stood out because it was talking about the things i was personally going through exactly exactly i mean as we get older man i think that you realize how true country music is as you get a yeah. little more life experience you go wow you know this this music really does touch your soul because it talks about the everyday guy you know especially you being a family man you have three kids and a wife it talks about when you go and you you kick ass all day at work for eight to ten hours and then you come home and you get to enjoy your family time that's what country music talks about and that's what us as americans or anybody else in the world that loves country music that's a hard-working person uh, that's what we we strive to do we just want to make yeah. a better life for our children and, and our family you know yeah oh yeah no 100 percent. you know and it's it just you know, as you get older, you, you want to slow down a little bit, <laughs> you know, yeah, not, that, you not that we're not that we're old by any, any stretch, but. Oh man, uh, no, you're not kidding. You know, but it's, it's true. Like, you know, you, it's just a way of life that you relate to. And it's like, you know, I can't relate to, you know, heavy metal anymore because I'm not that angry teenager, you know, yeah. anymore, you know, and that's nothing against, you know, that art and what they do. It's just, doesn't fit no exactly and the dude one of my all-time favorite country singers trace atkins man he's one of my all-time favorite i think a guy's got a voice of gold and he has a song they came out with uh, a couple years back and it's called watered down it, i think it was like 2017 i don't know if you've heard it but if you haven't you should listen to that song it's it's such an awesome song and it just really talks about you know how he he still loves his whiskey and he still likes to 
be that country guy and be that guy that parties at honky tonks. And the whole point of the song is he goes, I still love my whiskey, but now it's just a little watered down, you yeah. know, because it's true. As you get older, you still have that passionate that you did at 25 years old, but you just, you're going to bed a little earlier these days. You're not yeah. drinking so much whiskey. You're, you're not partying this hard, you know, and, but you still, we all have it in us, you know, we still have that fire. And I mean, I'm only 33 years old, you know, so I'm still young, but yeah. I noticed I had a late start at this and I'm like, okay, well, I got a few good years in me to really try to build this brand and yeah. foundation. So I got to hit it hard. I have to really go after this, but you know, I know there is going to be a time with myself and I have two kids and, and whoever else that you just, you really want to take it a little slower, take it a little easier. You know, the guys like Morgan Wallen, they got they got in this game ten years younger than me now, you know. So he's got a long time that he could do this still, you right? Know? Right. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's good to hear that you're, you know, only a year younger than I am, and you know, way yeah, more man. successful than me. So that's awesome. No, I wouldn't <laughs> say that, man. I wouldn't. I definitely would not no. say that. You, you know, success is all uh, how you measure it, brother. You know, you're doing something you love doing, and here yeah. you are interviewing. You know, I've seen, I've, I've looked at your Instagram and I've listened to some of your podcasts and stuff and you're doing great things, man. And I think that your brand is going to keep growing as well, you know? Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. You know, that's, that's the goal at this point, right? Is just to keep, keep, you know, grinding and, you know, hoping for the best. You know, I treat all of these conversations, you know, kind of the same, but, you know, kind of in that sense of you never know who's going to listen. You don't, you really you know? don't. And uh, you don't know who you're going to interview because I mean, you look at you look at certain people like uh, Chase Matthews, okay? Chase Matthews blew up on TikTok because of Ryan Upchurch, you know, um, and guys like that that were doing this. They were grinding, you know, but it takes and he and all his was just a bigger scale of what happened to me, you know, because his song ended up getting like a million streams overnight, which is insane. That doesn't really ever happen on TikTok. I don't care who you are. It usually takes a little while to get that many views, <laughs> right, you know, right. because and the thing about TikTok is you really will never pinpoint it because the algorithms are so crazy that even if you're getting a trending song that's got 500,000 streams, they may think that you're getting too many streams and that, that TikTok believes that now something fishy is going on. So then they're going to pull you off the for you page for three hours and potentially right. make you miss a hundred thousand streams. And then they'll put it back on. It's, it's kind of like rigged for success, you know what yeah. I mean? But it, it does happen. That, and there's so many people that get frustrated. And, and if people are listening to this, that want to do what I did and, and want to do what Chase Matthew did or anybody else that gets those numbers overnight, it's just keep trying, just keep, keep putting out videos that, are different but do the same thing if you have one song released as an artist that's fine Re put out a hundred different videos using your favorite part of that song because you just don't know who's going to see it at that point in time and go hey this is great and have a big platform and then post it or use your sound and now that you have hundreds of thousands of people that are being you know uh introduced to your music or whatever else you do you know um and and your video could go viral it, yeah. nobody's video nobody that ever goes viral expects to go viral you know what right. i mean like it, it just happens you know so uh i think it's uh it's a pretty cool thing it's it's kind of frustrating at times but it's awesome when you see it pay off at the same time you know so you just never know oh yeah absolutely 100 yeah. percent um so you know with it being sunday and you know you've got you've got your kids and all that stuff i, oh, I won't i won't keep you forever oh, yeah. um so I have a couple of questions for you no problem. Um, that I ask everybody um, that I'm sure you know what, what they're going to be. Um, so we've talked a little bit about the whiskey and all that stuff. Do you have a favorite brand? Um, well, I got to watch out what I say here because I have some endorsements. <laughs> uh <laughs> no, honestly. All right. So honestly, to be completely 100% honest with you. Um, so my wife is a brand ambassador of Jim Beam. Um, and so we've had Jim Beam in our household. I've been with my wife six years, going on six years now. So we've had Jim Beam at least five of those six years. I love Jim Beam. Um, I'm a huge honey whiskey guy. And nice. I love honey whiskey. I love, you know, and crown apple too. So I have a buddy named Brandon Bing. Um, and he actually has a, uh, he's an artist as well, singer songwriter. And he has a brand called Bangtail whiskey and it's made out of Orlando, Florida here. That's a fantastic whiskey as well. You know, I could go on, on record going, Oh, Jack Daniels or, you know, crown yeah. Royal. Yeah. It, everybody says that, but in general, Jim beam. Um, and I would say Bangtail whiskey are my two favorite, my favorite whiskeys. You know, it's, it's funny because it's funny. You name drop those two things and with the connection with your wife and Jim beam, um, yeah. 
you know, if she ever needs to reach out to have anybody, you know, I may need a sponsor. Um, oh, hey, man, it can happen, <laughs> brother. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's funny because Bangtail, I've tried, I've tried reaching out to, but they already um, sponsor another country podcast. Podcast, yeah, it's uh, like so- Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Brandon, I've known Brandon for a while now. He's a talented singer-songwriter, man, and he lives up in Nashville and down here in Central Florida. Uh, we played a few shows together, played some songwriter rounds with him, and he actually owns Bangtail Whiskey as well. He's a super successful business guy. The guy's got it figured out, man. Like, he, he's a... He's a singer songwriter and he owns multiple businesses. He owns a solar company. He owns Bangtail whiskey and it's a really fine whiskey. Um, you know, maybe I'll have to connect you two, man. I could definitely get a hold of him. Yeah. I have his personal numbers and I talk to him all the time. I actually just talked to him last night. So I'll yeah. have to connect you to at least in the fact of a singer songwriter thing that you can interview oh, him yeah. because he's, he's definitely got some good stuff going on, man. You should check him out. If you haven't heard any of his music yet. Um, he's, he's one of those like folk tale country singers that really every one of his songs have an an exciting and uh, a really cool story to tell man he's he's very talented lyricist for sure yeah that that's the kind of country music that like is like that i love deep deep in my soul you know that kind of you'll like one of my new songs coming out then it's called forever ain't long enough and it's a it's a true story and it's about you know i tell a story and i tell a story about when i was you know six years old with my dad and then how i met my wife in our first date at a county fair and then when i had my daughter i'm pretty proud of that song man and the people that have uh, been able to hear it really think it's going to go places and i have a lot of songs that are going to be really good that i can't wait for people to hear you know and uh and i keep pushing it back man i was supposed to release some of these songs but 13 reasons why was a surprise drop you know i, I right. wasn't going to drop it but i felt like it needed to be ha- it needed to happen and then i actually have a song coming out uh with marine rapper and it's uh it's touching on cancer awareness you know and that and this is cancer awareness month so that's going to be dropping uh, this month, I don't have an exact date on that, but it will be in the next week or two. And that's going to be a really good song, too, man. That one's called Outlast the Weather. So look out for that one. That's going to be really good. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm 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 personally very excited for those for those releases, because I always love to hear one new music. And two, I like to hear, you know, um, new stuff my friends are putting out. You know, and yeah, man. I tell everybody after these conversations, you know, you know, I consider you a friend. You're not of just course, somebody course. I've I've talked to about, you know, their you know, their their career on a show. <laughs> you know, I know so the book, man. If you haven't tell, I like to talk. So Yeah, no, I love and I love it. I love it because there's so much, you know, and I love that you're coming out with more so we can have more conversations as these things go on. Yeah, yes, sir, man. Yeah, definitely. So now my other question. I know it's hot in Florida, but do, do you wear boots? Do you have cowboy boots that you wear? Man, I'm wearing boots and jeans and a t-shirt right now as we're talking. That's what how I wear the, all the time. How the hell do you do it? <laughs> man, I'm used to it. So I don't, I'm don't. i not a flip-flop type of guy. You think the cliche of being in Florida, we all have button-ups and shorts and flip-flops. <laughs> you know? um, see, I live in the country, man. I'm up here in Citrus County. Uh, and, you know, I do have a boat, and we all go on the water. It's a huge thing up here. Everybody yeah. loves to fish. Everybody loves to party on the water. I mean, we got our little, own little redneck yacht club up here. But nice. um, on a daily basis, you know, I played a show yesterday. It's called uh, Angela Stock. And it's uh, an old Charlie Daniels. Uh, it's for, you know, mentally disabled and physically disabled people, um, preteens, young teens, and young adults. And it's been going on for 37 years. And Charlie Daniels started the foundation, you know, and sadly he's not with us anymore. But it was a huge honor for me to be requested to play that so we played it yesterday in uh hudson there was a bunch of really good bands there uh emory brothers headline you know they're a very known band they've had a couple songs on the radio they were super humble man and they loved the music i was one of the only bands actually that played mostly original music because that's just what i do but yeah. so uh going back to why i said that is so it, it, you know down here it's, it's 95 degrees well i'm in jeans shirt boots you know a ball cap like i always wear my everyday attire and uh, everybody's like man aren't you dying i'm like no man i'm just used to this you know this is just how we are but i am excited to go to nashville and be able to not be sweating i'll promise you that (laughs) it's my favorite place in the world to be man and that's that's not even about so you you have the two vice versas okay you have the, the different ends of the spectrum i love nashville i love the cold i love when i go get to go way north of nashville when i go to get to see family in michigan and it's cold in the woods my family has 1200 acres we get to go hunting up there for muzzle loader season but then again i'm huge on going on cruises and going to the caribbean and where it's hot yeah. and seeing all these these islands I, that my wife loves that you know she's 
she loves the that we call her a mermaid man she just loves the, the water and uh <laughs> she's a redhead you know so she's feisty she's got that fight in her yeah you know, she, uh, she's got that evil inside okay. yeah yeah and then believe it or not my first song i ever released slow burn uh was for her so if you listen to the lyrics to that song you know uh, i'll keep it pg rated for the sake of the podcast <laughs> um, but it's all right you know, we, i it, i drop f-bombs on on a pretty regular basis oh well all right crazy. well they were good but i mean the whole <laughs> song the lyrics are just about being in love and being at your house because we have two kids and not always being able to go out to the bar go out to the country club and yeah. dance and just having to stay at home and make your own party and dance in the kitchen and and yeah. jam the you know we have a little it's kind of funny we have a little google um little google bluetooth speaker that we keep in our kitchen and you just say hey google you know play country and uh and we'll just dance man we've done it many times so that song i wrote for her and that was my first ever release you know and it uh and i'm still very proud of that song and then i did i had kendall jump on the remix where he did his verse and it it took it to a next level you know it made people really like it and that's when i realized i'm like you know i really do enjoy making country music but bringing it to a level that most people don't really do and it's going to be different because i want to be different i don't want to blend into the next country artists you know it's that's the thing about tiktok and i'm not calling anybody out on tiktok by names but you can go on tiktok and see thousands and thousands of country artists and they all sound the same they're all doing yeah. the same type of music and they sound good don't get me yeah. wrong oh yeah yep. but they have lots of followers three hundred thousand or something and these guys are huge on tiktok but then when you go to their other numbers they're not very big because these people that aren't looking at their tiktoks just they go huh this guy sounds like the next guy so right. you go why does this guy have three hundred thousand followers on tiktok but then when you go to Spotify, he's got like 800 monthly listeners. It's, well, yeah. that's because the replay value is not there. They're not putting out music that stands out unless there's a video connected to it that they make trending. You know, these guys will do that whole record in the dashboard to their mom hearing their song. And that's a trending type of video on, on uh, TikTok. So then everybody yeah. sees it, you know, but that doesn't mean the song really stands out. It just means the video went with it well, you know. Right. Right, and that oh. and that whatever part of the song that he that he or she is playing just works. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, man. it's 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 crazy. But you know, back to what you were saying about you know you and your wife and your kids. Like, I, we do that here too. You know, having three, it's a little, it's even more difficult <laughs> to get out. Yeah, I bet. I but you know what? Know. We have you know some of those nights where we do the same thing you guys do. Like, it's even more fun than going out. And having, oh yeah of course you know it's, it's fun to, it's fun to be just a couple every once in a while and then bring the kids to a sitter and just get to be adults it, that oh is yeah definitely fun and we all need those nights but it is yeah. fun to be able to just sit at the house and let them drink some wine pour a little glass of whiskey and not have to worry about getting an uber home or something yeah. or you know that it is fun to do that and we and i do realize as i get a little older i much prefer to do that yeah uh, Last night, I had a buddy that actually opened a bar, and it's pretty cool because it's right across the street from my house. And uh, he opened a bar, so it was his it was his birthday bar bash, and you bring a bottle of whatever. So I brought a bottle of Bangtail whiskey and Jim Beam because I have tons of those bottles. Just need to send me your address, buddy, and I'll ship them to you. But, yeah, well, you know, we can't get Bangtail up here. You really can't? No, there's a lot of whiskeys that I've come across researching for because I do a Whiskey Wednesday. Okay. And... Um, there's a lot of whiskeys I can't get. I'll tell you what, buddy. What I'm going to do is I'm going to contact Brandon tonight. And uh, okay. just DM me your address, All and right. I will send you a bottle. And I'll even have me and Brandon sign it for you, man, on the back Sick. of it. And uh, I will send you a, a brand new bottle of Bangtail whiskey. And then just, you know, out of favor for us, just mention it on your podcast one time Fuck or yeah. something, you know? Oh, hell and, yeah. Uh, I'll, I promote the shit out of that whenever anybody sends me something. Yeah, Absolutely. Man. I will I will definitely make that happen for you, brother. Damn. Awesome. That's so cool. Uh, that's really nice of you. I appreciate that. Oh, no problem, man. No problem. But yeah. So, yeah. Um, I mean, do you have anything else you want to you wanna tell me that's going on? Because I, I all my questions are gone. Oh, man. Really? It's just... Uh... You know, the thing with me is I'm a super humble guy, man. I really am. Um, I, I'm I'm so excited about what's happened so far with the music, you know. And, and as an artist, you just want to keep that momentum going. You want to keep pushing. You hate to see your numbers go down at all. Luckily, you know, knock on wood, they've just been rising. And uh, I think that as long as I keep doing what I'm doing and I'm spreading the message and I connect with the right people, um, I think there's a, a, a bright future with this. You know, I'm I'm. I still work a full-time job. You know, I'm a heavy equipment operator. I, the music doesn't pay all the bills right now. Not even close. You know what oh, I mean? Wow. I, have, I have boats and vehicles and house right. payments, you know? And so one day my goal is to be able to pay those bills with music, you know? And I, and I don't think it's too far out, but uh, I just want to 
I want people to know about me that I'm a super humble guy. So if you ever see me at a show, if you ever have the chance to talk to me, please just come up. I'm a regular guy like anyone else. I can't stand when people get their head blown up it because it's just, it's ridiculous because the only difference between me and anybody that doesn't sing is I just chose a different path because they might blow me away. Like I said, painting a picture and I don't need anybody to treat me any differently because I have people hearing music anywhere. It, it's no different than me walking into an art gallery and seeing a fantastic piece of art. And then I'm going to be awed. You know, I don't want the artist to act cocky to me. You know what I mean? So right. that's the same thing. So if anybody, you know, we have shows coming out. Like I said, we're going to Nashville. We'll be there October 6th playing at Tin Roof. So if anybody's listening to this, that is in Nashville, come out there. Um, and Kendall Tucker, I'll be opening up for Kendall Tucker. We're going to be doing 13 Reasons Why, plus two other original songs that we do together on his set. And then I'll be playing a set with a buddy of mine named Ricky Tanner, super talented musician as well out of this area. Um, and then we'll be going to Columbus, Ohio, then Kentucky, then North Carolina. So that's from October 6th to the 10th. So after that, um, you know, uh, what, if you see us out there, come visit us, man. It's on all of our websites, all of our, uh, ricklandmusic.com on my EPK. It's on there. It's on Kendall Tucker music, uh, all of our social platforms, come check that out and then come see us live, man. That's, that's the whole point of it. So I spent a lot of time making this music quality and recording a full length album, which like I said, I've not released a lot of the songs yet, but since I did that now, my attention is turned towards touring, getting that music out there that I've recorded and playing live shows. So you see a live show next to you, you see one where we're playing, come out there, man, come hang out with us. Come, you know, come uh, drink a beer with us. Let's, let's talk. You know, we, yeah, we absolutely. love everybody, man. So, well, as soon as you get up here, up in the Northeast, it'll be the first thing I do, man. It's I can't wait to meet you, brother. You. I definitely yeah. can't wait to meet you. We will, we will be up there for sure. Yeah, and you know what? If I'm ever in Florida and I, you know, I beat you that way, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll go to figure Disney. Out. Oh, God. <laughs> I hope my kids aren't listening. <laughs> right. Bush yeah. Gardens, man. I like Bush Gardens. Bush Gardens is the best place around here. If you like roller coasters, there's like 17 roller coasters there. It's like a quarter of the price of Disney because Disney's outrageous these oh, days. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, and we're we're a big Disney family. You know, we oh, really man. are. My sister-in-law has – my sister and brother-in-law have DVC. You know, oh, so wow. we – we have the opportunity to go often, right? Yeah. And my wife and I, when we, when I proposed, we had never been to Universal. So I said, what the hell? Let's go. She loves Harry Potter. I hate me Harry too. Potter at, at the time. So, <laughs> so like, she made me watch all the movies and we went. And, yeah, she made you, know, you watch them, I'm sure. You love yeah, them. Yeah, well, I mean, I did. I mean, I turned out to, turned out to absolutely love them. And, oh, yeah. you know, we say it all the time. It's like, I'd rather go to Universal now at this point than than Disney. Oh, yeah, of course, man. I'm a huge reader. A lot of people don't realize that about me, but I've read a lot of books, man. So I enjoy a good story, whether it's Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings or Hunger Games or even Twilight. I just like a good love story, man. As musicians, we're, we're in touch with our feelings, all right? That's Hell how yeah. we make good music. So can't be right. scared of it, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. You know, and it's, it's, it's awesome because, you know, with a, you know, with a good storyteller, because, you know, like, like you are, you know, it's, it's just nice to have, you know, some sort of depth and feeling to your songs that you do that you don't hear a lot. Yeah, man, I appreciate that. And yeah, I believe that a hundred percent, you know, some of the best people in the industry are really great storytellers. You don't have to have necessarily the best voice in the industry. You know, there's lots of singers out there that listen, I I've played and I don't have the best voice obviously, but I've played with some of the biggest names in the industry and when I get on an acoustic guitar, I could hang with them all day long. But it's yeah. the way that they present themselves. And it's not just vocally. It's their entire facade. And that's what makes them stars. You know, you, you have to have that quality. You have to have that quality when you walk in somewhere, you stand out. And how do you stand out when you're just an average guy? You know, like, how do you make yourself? It's not just getting tattoos and, and having a beard or, or trying to make yourself look a little different because that's everybody's doing it these days. It's just how you carry yourself, man. And and that's what people need to realize in this business, because you're going to have a lot of eyes on you, you know, good eyes and bad eyes. And it's up to you how you take that. You take, I'm huge on constructive criticism. If someone doesn't like my songs, I don't want them to tell me, Hey, it's okay. No, if you think it sucks, tell me because I want people honest opinion because I don't want to put out crap music that everybody hates. And just cause I thought it was good, you know, as, as bad as that sounds because of course i 
write the song. So I want to love the song before I even show it to anybody. But if it turns out being a crappy song, you know, I'm doing this for everybody else that the fans start to expect certain things, you know? And, uh, and so I'm huge on constructive criticism, man. Like, and, and I think that's a huge tool for anybody because if you're not open to being criticized, then you have a long, hard, rough, rough road ahead of you. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, you have to be open to those kinds of things, man. And and it's going to happen in this industry. Even you being on a very big social platform and doing podcasts, you know, somebody may not that does podcast podcasts like Joe Rogan or Jocko or those guys that are huge in the industry. Oh, I don't really like the way this guy talks. I don't like the questions he asks. Well, you know what? That's just what happens. Not everybody's going to like yeah. you. Right. And, you know, I tell it to people all the time. Like I had a guy that I work with listen to some of the episodes and he's you know a big tech guy and he's like you know you really kind of need a a better microphone or a better system than talking into your phone so i was like fine and that's what i did you know i got something a little bit better so you know it it made just made the value a little bit better and everything is going to just fall into place you know i'm relatively like you brand new at this yeah (laughs) you know so but you know you're growing quick and what you're doing is working so you just got to you take those strengths and you just, you, you collectively add those to the momentum you're gaining. You just keep rolling. We all learn, you know, we have to yeah. learn. We, we never start off anything perfect. You know, it's, it's all, that's like a country song, man. It's just, it just gets better with time as the verses go on, brother. It just gets a little better, you know, yep, if it's a good absolutely. country song and that's, that's how it's going to be with you as well, man. And I've been yeah. seeing great things with you, man. And, and I'm oh, honored that, that you uh, reached out and wanted to talk. I'm, I'm honored you wanted to talk. You know, because oh, I can't tell you, you know, and I, I've said it a million times and everybody that listens to these episodes is probably sick of me here and sick of hearing me say it. But like, I don't always get, you know, the quick response that you guys gave me, you know, so I, I really do appreciate that. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. And that's just like I said, it goes back to what I said. We're we're all hum- my whole team's very humble, man. I have some great, very talented studio musicians but those guys you go and you pat them on the back and tell them how good they did they're like oh man you guys did great that's how it was yesterday you know and i love that about the guys i'm with i could i i have lines of people that want to play with me since the music started blowing up but i'm very picky and choosy about who i represent my music with you know and uh and some of the guys i have man they're awesome man i have a really good group of guys that are behind me and i have a good group of teams and most of my team is is involved and made up of like my bandmates wives and stuff because they really believe in the music and we can trust them and and we know they're passionate about it so they're going to be just as passionate about it as we are so i'm very big on that you know i don't just hire anybody to hire someone or or put them on because they have a certain look you know it looks important in this but at the same time i'd rather have a much more loyal person that's really dedicated than someone who looks the best you know it's that's not important to me you know so uh Yeah, man, I, I think the same, you know, it's you're as good as your team is, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and it's funny you say that because it's, you know, I've had, I have a lot of stuff lined up now to the end of the year mm-hmm. and, you know, some things I just said yes to other things I was really, you know, picky about and, you know, but they're all going to be treated the same. Right. Of course, and, of course. you know, like you, I have a huge support team and, you know, I wouldn't be able to do it without them. Oh, and we need none I, of us would, man. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, to, to your credit, you know, like I said earlier, you know, I can't thank your wife enough for, you know, getting back to me as quickly as she did because I reached out to you. You were doing a show and then, you know, she messaged me very quick. It was like, no, we're interested. He's interested. Let's figure it out. So it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I owe a lot of the success to her, man. Most of the success, you know, and I tell we have these conversations every once in a while. I just have to tell her every once in a while. I'm like, look. You know, I know, I know you're behind the scenes and everybody comes up to me and wants to take pictures with me. I said, but you're as big of a rock star in this, if not bigger than anybody, you know, because not every woman does that. You know, it's kind of hard to see. It's kind of hard to share your significant other, whether it's your husband or wife or whatever, when you've been so close to them so many years. And then all of a sudden stuff starts to explode. And now everybody wants their attention because I'll tell you right now, man, it's not the easiest thing all the time. There's times where, you know, I'm at the studio and I don't see my kids for two, three days at a time. And I have a three-year-old daughter, you know, that I'm very close with. And she starts asking and my wife's got to give her the stories of why I'm not there. And she doesn't really understand that. Or, 
There's times where I have to work a full-time job. And then I like, like coming up in a couple of days, you know, I'm going to be gone for five days on tour. That's not easy for her to take over both responsibilities. Now to take the kids, go to work, bring them both to school and daycare. So yeah. it takes a, a strong woman to be able to do that, man. And sure I, I, I'm very lucky that I, I have the woman that I have, you know? Yeah. Yep. As, yeah. as sure as you are with yours, you know, it's, it's yeah. not easy to do. Uh, it's not because it's like, you know, every, you know, I have a, <clears throat> I have a couple of other part-time gigs that I do to, you know, other than my full-time job, just that I've always, that I've done for years and, yep. you know, and then tacking on this and, you know, my, you know, quote unquote, you know, days off, you know, this is what I'm doing. I'm interviewing and I'm doing all this thing, all these things at, you know, probably the worst time at, at, at bedtime for our two-year-old, you know, yeah. but she, she does it and she doesn't complain, you know. Because she believes in this and she knows and hopes that, you know, in a year or so, maybe sooner, depending on how things go, you know, this is, this could be something bigger than it is today. Yep. Yeah. And I, I have no doubts it will be, man. Just keep doing what you're doing and, uh, and getting on the, getting on the high, the iron while it's hot, man. And I think you're going to do great. Yeah, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. So, yeah. So, you know, with, with that being said, you know, thank you again so much for your time and. You know, oh, no tell, problem, you, tell your wife and your family thank you for giving let me have have the hour that I've had. And, oh man, you know, I, hey I really Jim, it, it. it was uh, it was an honor talking to you, brother. Yeah, Rick, I, it was awesome. I look forward to this not being our last conversation, brother. Definitely, me, and hopefully me too. We soon. Don't forget to shoot me that message. Yeah, man. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna shoot you a text right now. Cool, man, and we will get All you right, that right. bottle. Uh, and hopefully, people get a little more aware through your platform as well that it's a good whiskey, man. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. All right, brother. You have a great night, man. You too. All right, buddy. See you. See you. Well, there you have it, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Rick Lynn. I know I did. Such a great guy. Such a fun guy to talk to. I really can't wait to talk to him again about more and more. You know, this is a guy that's going to have a career that is going to, I think, blow us all away. Um, Again, 13 Reasons Why. Such a great tune. Such a tribute to... The, the men and women lost a few weeks ago um, in Afghanistan. So I can't thank Rick enough for writing and producing and putting out this song um, to honor those men and women. Such a humbling experience to uh, hear this song and hear the story that went, went into it and went behind the music a little bit there with it. Um, so again, thank you. Go see Rick on his four-state tour that's coming up over the next couple of weeks if you're in the area. Um, he's got a new song coming out this week, I believe. Um, that's blowing up on the social media right now. I have shared it a bunch as well. So take a look at that and um, you know, go check out Rick and everything he's doing. This is a guy you're not going to want to sleep on. Um, like we talked about, TikTok has blown him up. And he's just going to continue to blow up. So thanks, Rick, for your time. I look forward to our friendship in the future and more conversations. Um, Until next time, as always, please check out the social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, everything at Boots and Whiskey Podcast. Twitter is the only one that's different, at Boots Whiskey feel free to email me at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from all of you. Also, one last thing I keep forgetting to mention. If you listen to us on Apple, on iTunes, please go rate the show, leave a comment. And um, when things start going and I get some merch and some stickers and stuff, I'll, I'll make sure to send them out to everybody that is liked and commented and reviewed. Thank you all so much for your time. As always, Keep the boots on the ground, that whiskey in the glass, and we'll see you next time. Thanks.